Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. everyone and welcome to here for the right reasons us weekly's bachelor podcast another season of the program has come to an end of course zach's finale of the bachelor aired last night he is engaged to katie gabby might still be crying and ariel has already done an interview with nick vile on the vile files i did have a chance to talk to zach and katie i got around 10 minutes with them and i tried to get in as many questions about the gabby mess and what it was like watching everything back and when zach made the decisions he made and why he made them as i could you could tell that they were maybe a little over answering questions but they they played the game they did what they had to do they definitely lit up a bit more when I was asking about their relationship than bringing up Gabby but you'll hear Katie say she is still friends with her they are planning a girls trip that Ariel will also be at in Miami at the end of the month um Zach almost tensed up a little bit you could tell when when she said that she sounded you know her energetic self but it was like watching his face was kind of interesting you can watch the footage on uh, us weekly's youtube channel or on usmagazine.com i'm sure i'll have clips on my instagram and i'll get to them in a second i think a huge takeaway from my interview with them was zach revealing that gabby's final date was taped before katie's so a huge narrative going around right now is Zach saying to Gabby that he didn't know he was going to pick her until, or he was going to pick Katie until the night before. And he also said he knew he was going to pick Katie when he saw her at their final date. So I still think he maybe could have pulled something a lot of the leads have done in the past, which is not go to final rose ceremony day, especially because Gabby's whole narrative has been, I can't handle being second. Being second is my trigger. I don't think you're going to pick me. I mean, the last three weeks has been a lot of Gabby's insecurities very much laid out on display. And we have seen leads break up with their contestants and things before the proposal day. Now, the times they don't, you do get a more emotional reaction. You think of Nick Vile when Caitlin literally stopped him as he got down on one knee. You think of a Brandon on Michelle's season, hysterically crying. Blake Horseman, hysterically crying on Becca Kufrin's season. You think of, you know, Lori, Lauren, now line dyke, Lauren Burnham telling Ari, you made a mistake walking away. JoJo had a pretty emotional goodbye with Ben, but that just gave her the perfect bachelorette platform. Um, it's always jarring to watch the lead hysterically cry over someone else and then fawn over their winner in a matter of moments as far as the viewers are concerned. We don't know how much time is in between those, but it's seconds for us. It's cringy, but it's also kind of the nature of the show and the nature of the beast. So I think it would have said a lot about Zach, honestly, if he fought producers and did take a stand and say, 
I'm not breaking up with this girl who knows I'm not going to win anyway. She's not going to win anyway because she's been saying that for a week now um, when she's all dolled up. But he he went for the, I'm going to give you the proposal speech. I'm going to, you know, kind of let you talk and I'm going to try to make excuses and try to come out looking as well as I can here. Um, but it is important to note he did have his date with Gabby first. So when he's saying, I'm so torn, I'm so torn, I'm so torn, Zach, I'm so torn, shell cross. He really was torn there. And then he saw Katie the next day and was like, okay, it's going to be you. At that moment, if he was like the greatest guy ever, he probably would have said, all right, I got to end things with Gabby right now. And then the only suspense for the audience for Katie is, watch, is watching Katie be like, I don't know if Gabby's still here kind of vibe versus the actual breakup on proposal day. But it's also the name of the game of the show. And something that I loved about Gabby so much throughout the whole show, but especially in this past week, is she had this perfect combination of, I know what I signed up for. And I know that I could walk out there and this guy's going to break up with me and break my heart. And that sucks. But I'm going to keep the hope. I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to follow through because I signed up for this weird, wild social experiment in the show. And I do really like him or love him, whatever you want to call it. While also being like, Zach, stop talking. I don't want your excuses. I don't want your pity. I don't need to hear it. I don't want an apology. Thank you and good night. And I think she did that better than a lot of contestants do because sometimes when their emotions take over and I don't blame them, but there is always that element of like, well, if you look at the odds, the odds that you were going to be the winner, I know they get better as the week goes on, but they're still slim. And then at the end, it's still 50-50. It's not the greatest you know, situation ever. So you have to be prepared for the rejection. Now, granted, real feelings get involved. It's all you thought about all week, all for three months. You have no one who can really speak to besides producers who don't, you can't necessarily trust. So I get it. I never fault the people for their emotions. But I think Gabby did something so rare, which was have the emotions, have the clap back, have the buy, but also understand he's doing what he has to do. This is a show. It's more than a show, but it's also a show. And I thought that that was refreshing. Ariel also had a great conversation with Zach. I mean, she came out in white. You had Jesse Palmer thanking her for the burden of flying from New York City, like she'd want to be anywhere else. Her segment was good. It was a little too long for me. Um, the whole pacing of the, the night was weird to me. A lot of times when they do this back and forth, I think it doesn't, it works to some degree, right? Because you have to kind of close a chapter before you can open another one. It's hard to watch the proposal, then bring out the runner up. You kind of, it does make sense to try to close one thing and then, you know, have the two minute commercial break and then get all excited for them, which again, it's crazy, the pacing of the show. But I I think they might've given Ariel a little too much time. I think she was great. I think she made great points. And I asked Zach about her great points about how it should have been a conversation, not him declaring that the fantasy suites meant no sex. I asked him about that. And I think I said that last week too, Zach would have saved himself a huge headache if he phrased it as a question. How do you feel about this versus a declaration? I asked him about Sean Lowe and that influence and he all but admitted he pretty much just tried to do what Sean Lowe did because he thought it was going to work out, backfired because they had different reasons for it. Sean Lowe's was obviously based in faith and something he genuinely really believed in and probably was never going to waver from. Zach's was based in, oh, look at this bachelor they gave me who has a lovely wife and kids. This is what everybody told me. I want to be like that. So I'll follow his footsteps. But if you don't believe it, if you're not strong in your convictions, you're going to close the doors and you're going to have sex with one of the girls, which is what happened. And I do also love that Ariel brought up it being an open relationship. I think that that's something we never really say on the show it is an open relationship. And there is a point where you have to start thinking, when am I going to close it? And I asked Zach if he subconsciously or consciously 
when he exposed what happened with him and Gabby, if part of him did that because he was trying to protect what happened, what was protect his relationship with Katie, he was already thinking, okay, I messed up. I made a mistake or I slipped up, whatever you want to call it. I did this. I need to tell the person I'm going to pick. So she's not blindsided when the show ends. And he denied that, but I still think it's what happened. It's also hard because, you know, Ariel's giving this whole thing about you should have told me what happened. I owed, I get close. I should get close in the relationship too. You owed me that. You owed me that. But then it's just like, you know, I just don't think he cared about you that much is what it comes down to. It's unfortunate and that might be harsh and you are probably owed more, but he didn't, you know, tell Jesse Palmer or producers or make a big fuss. I have to tell Ariel and Katie what happened. I, he, it was very much, I know it's just what aired, but it was very much, I got to tell Katie what happened. So I think that he secretly, you know, was just worried about Katie and doesn't want to admit that because it looks bad to sleep with someone and then realize you want to be with someone else two seconds later. We get another shower scene. They try to make it seem like Gabby's going to leave and not meet his family, but that's obviously not happening. We talk more about the scarlet letter, something I just have not heard about as much since I've been in English class in the 11th grade, but she's very much thinking she is Hester Prynne and committed a crime. He's giving her the reassurance he says, you've opened my eyes to a lot of things, um, you know, and I, I guess he did what he had to do, right? Like you want them. He didn't, according to him, he didn't know yet. So he had to calm her down. And I asked him about this a little bit. I really loved Zach's family. I think his parents were super cool and super nice. And his mom also looked really young, by the way. Side note, like Barb could never. The way that Zach's parents treated both Gabby and Katie equally was something we never really see on this show. I feel like you can always tell when the, the parents like someone more. And like Barb was an extreme example with how she fawned over Hannah Ann and clearly just didn't like Maddie for whatever reason. Um, and I thought it was refreshing. I thought his parents were really lovely. And I think even his sisters, you could tell they weren't like loving being on camera necessarily, but they seemed sweet enough and they really did light up talking to Katie. So you could kind of tell maybe she had the edge with the family, but overall they were really nice. And, you know, they told that, so horrible sad story about Zach almost dying at birth and that was a lot to hear but I think it was really sweet and I think he also told Katie and Gabby similar things about you know your relationships are defined by the hard times not the good times and seeing him the dad tell that story to both of them just made me feel good it was like nice to kind of feel like the family wasn't just being like super judgy of their son for doing this, but also of his two finalists. It was it was kind of heartwarming. Again, then they had these dates and they aired out of order, according to Zach. So, you know, you have, we saw Katie's first with the Dora and Diego and she's doing it in flip-flops again. And he's worried he's saying things to add, saying the same thing, saying he's, she's worried he's saying the same things to Gabby, but little does she know that he is all in on her at this point. And then we watch Gabby's date, which technically happened before. And when the sound, when the no sound around the world happened, because ABC, I saw people joking Chris Harrison was finally getting his revenge. I don't know, but for a solid like three minutes, just across the country, no one had sound on Channel 7. And we watched them horseback ride in silence and um, go in the ocean in silence. And then ABC did get it together to cut to commercial. Took a little longer to cut to commercial than I thought it would. And then show us, I think, almost everything we missed, if not everything, with sound, which was a whole lot of nothing, by the way. I thought it was very funny when he was saying that he didn't know how well she could ride a horse. Quote, I didn't know how good you could ride a horse. It was like, oh boy, this is this is how you know. 
again, I think he's lying to himself or to all of us that he didn't know he was going to pick Katie yet because even this date, I'm so torn. I'm so torn complimenting her horseback riding. She had a gut feeling she was picking up on it. I think he knew earlier and he just doesn't want to admit that he slept with someone and then he knew he wanted to dump them. I don't know. I know that sounds harsh, but that's just kind of what I think. I will say at least he's not just like dropping I love yous to everyone. He did make a point to say he was going to save that, which I think maybe was something Sean Lowe probably also told him or just something he learned from his good friend Clayton watching that all play out. Not actually his good friend, but just, you know, what we all learned from Clayton and Ben Higgins and The Bachelors before us. Sean Lowe got a lot of screen time and I think he was very funny. I, I like Sean Lowe. I've always thought his kids are really cute. And I think him and Catherine are cute on Instagram. He did openly admit he's not even watching the show on Instagram and Catherine had to kind of fill him in on what happened. That being said, he did a decent job answering questions. It was just like weird tonally because clearly Jesse Palmer was asking these serious questions and trying to be like, you know, fellow bachelor to fellow bachelor. We're all just three fellow bachelors and we know what it's like to fall in love with all these people and the pressure. And Sean Lowe was very much like making a joke about everything and poking fun at it and also being like I was a bachelor 10 years ago and I didn't make a lot of the same mistakes Zach did and I don't remember what it was like to be in love with all these people or date 30 women and Jesse Palmer neither do you so stop pretending that you do so again it was unnecessary but I I, I do like Sean it's just like crazy that he admitted I was even watching the show and then he's our expert in the audience um, and they didn't even, Neil Lane wasn't there, our real expert. Neil Lane ditched. He said, this show never works. I'm out. Um, here are the ring selections, but I'm not showing up. I'm actually shocked they didn't fly Sean Lowe to Thailand and have him come out and help Zach pick out the ring. Maybe pick out an exact same ring that he bought for Catherine. You know, maybe it's good luck, good juju for the Bachelor franchise. And, you know, we talked a lot about what happened with Gabby and Zach and the fallout. I did love her moment of when this matters and Katie arrives, don't do that to her. Don't stick her in the mud. Um, I asked Katie about that because I loved it so much. Um, I made a note that I wish Ben Unlovable Higgins was still available for Gabby. He's obviously happily married, but she did call herself unlovable in that limo ride or van ride. And that gave me Ben Higgins flashbacks. It really just made me sad that Gabby's not The Bachelor. I hate that I'm saying this and I feel bad for Charity and I know it's setting her up for failure because I'm obviously not what that I not that what I say matters, but I think a lot of people are saying this. It sucks. I'm sure she's going to be great. I'm sure it'll be fine, even though that sneak peek at the end was ridiculous because we finally had like real emotions and things to tap into. But instead of letting Gabby and Zach finish their conversation, we had to watch a gag of Charity being surprised by her brother. Yeah, I'm bitter. I'm a little bitter about that. I'm bitter about the way Jesse Palmer and whoever was in Jesse Palmer's ear paced the program. Um, but I think that Gabby had a great story for The Bachelorette. I think we watched her handle herself with grace, but also sass. And it was kind of Hannah Brown vibes. It was classy, but it was also like a little bit of FU. Um, I thought she was funny throughout the season. I think she has a big personality. She clearly wants love. She's all in. She is sensitive and maybe not good for her mental health, but she does give herself to the show. I think that there's a part of me that thinks they asked her and she said no because she was still so upset during the after the final rose portion that maybe she doesn't think she's over Zach to some sense or she just doesn't think she's cut out for this because it is tumultuous and she clearly is very sensitive and not everyone, not all, you know, runner-ups are created equally. I was thinking back to some of the the less tumultuous breakups with like, say like Raven Gates when Nick Vile ended things with Raven because he was going to pick Vanessa. I don't think Ray Raven even th considered about shedding a tear. Like it wasn't 
it wasn't a second thought. Like she was like, okay, thank you. Goodbye. Like sometimes you can break up on proposal day and it's just not that big of a deal because they just like weren't that into you and you made it through the process, but you know the other person's going to win. This was not like that. And Gabby does seem like the kind of person who does go all in. So maybe being the bachelorette would be too much for her, but it was just a great story. And there's something about the runner up. I mean, I go back to Jojo Fletcher and like watching her, the Ben Higgins, Lauren, like people rooted for Ben and Lauren, but they also then got to root for Jojo. And it kind of was like this happy ending for everyone. And I think maybe people would be more on board with Zach and Katie if we knew that Gabby was going to be okay. And even Ariel, I said that last week, I think Ariel would be a great bachelorette. She handles herself with such poise and she's very intelligent. And I saw a very funny tweet that was like, she used at least five words Zach doesn't even know during their confrontation, which made me laugh. And I think she would be a great bachelorette as well. I do think Charity is lovely and I'm trying to be optimistic and not be mean, but I do kind of think the other two would have been better choices. I would have understood both of them. And I think sometimes ABC jumps the gun. And if you're going to do a season, the last couple also, by the way, they went from Katie and Michelle, they had to pick both of them. They had to pick Rachel and Gabby. I know they did those two things differently, but they picked both of them. Here, we have two very good candidates and we picked a third. Doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe, I really do think maybe Katie said no, or Gabby said no. We also got a little bit of Nate. I don't know why Nate was there. Nate from Gabby slash Rachel's season. I guess he's friends with Zach. So we needed to hear his point of view instead of maybe Jesse Palmer asking a real question about the Gabby thing to Katie. Don't worry, I asked about five. And like I said, they don't seem thrilled, but they were sweet and they answered and they tried and I tried to get the dirt from you guys. Speaking of the pacing, it also ended like three minutes early and we just see Jesse Palmer talking to the fans and another panda, Sean Lowe. Could have probably gotten a little bit more time with Gabby and with Zach there. Anyway, that was this season of The Bachelor. I'm not totally sure what is going to happen in the interim. We have charity season coming at the end of June. That's a long time. And I hope I got you guys some answers that you wanted from Zach and Katie because without further ado, here they are. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, congratulations. Thank you. We're going to get to the fun stuff, but we do got to go back a little bit for a second. You know how it is. Zach, um, I have to ask you going into overnights. I know you spent time with, with your buddy, Sean Lowe, and we know Sean is infamously, you know, chose not to have sex in the fantasy suite. How much of his advice did you take um, going into that? And how much did that weigh into the decision you made? So, so Sean, you know, had been someone from, you know, the very beginning that has been so supportive and helpful throughout all of this, giving me advice and support. And when the week of overnights came, you know, we had that, that time to talk and I was starting to freak out. I, I just knew of this infamous week, this historical week on this show. And I wanted to go about it the best way I could. I didn't know if there's a right way, a wrong way. I, I didn't know. And I, I did pick his brain and, and you know, he informed me of the way how he went about his um, week that way. And, you know, he has this loving family and a beautiful wife, beautiful kids. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? Like you did that and that really worked for you. What could go wrong? And Obviously, as we saw what transpired, a lot went wrong. Um, and and obviously his was for different reasons and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, he's, you know, someone I trust. He's a, 
intelligent dude. I mean, so someone so trustworthy. And I took what he was saying and, and almost just took it to literal um, because I was just grabbing at anything I could to to help me through this mind boggling week. It did seem like you went into it with great intentions, which is what sucks because it, you know, backfired in your own kind of words, bit you in the ass a little bit. What yeah. would you have done differently? Would you have maybe listened to what um, Ariel said and had it been more of a conversation versus like a declaration? Did you agree with that? Oh, I, I totally agree with what Ariel was saying. But I think more importantly over everything was I would have not set boundaries on that week because I'm making this you know, executive decision for everyone. That's not right of me. And, and that's where I, I, I failed myself. I failed the women. And that's when looking back, what I, what I would have changed. All three of um, your finalists seem to have similar reactions, maybe a little shock. I was, I've been joking. You might've been the first bachelor who had three women that would have been okay with you doing whatever you wanted. And you set the, set the precedent early, but Katie, for you, what were your expectations going into that? What were you hoping Zach would have done? Um, that week? Um, I mean, it's hard to say because obviously I wasn't in his shoes at all. And I think he has such an amazing heart and he just, he didn't want to muddy the waters, but obviously in turn, it, it did happen. But I think like, just like going in a fantasy sweet week, I just wanted to use that time, that intimate time to just like get to know each other more and on a more emotional level and just see what we're like off the cameras too. Um, But yeah, I was just looking forward to that. And obviously I was really excited for our day date and the kayak and whatnot. And obviously that turned a little sour pretty quick. Um, But, you know, in bachelor world, things don't always go as planned. So I don't think I really went in with a whole lot of expectations. I was just hoping it would go smoothly and um, we hit a hurdle for sure. But in the end, we came out stronger. A little bit of um, time hearing about what happened with your feet submerged in the water and the flies flying around you in the rain. Literally a swamp. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The worst conversation and a swamp. It looked fun. Um, speaking of, speaking of fun, um, Gabby did claim last night that you guys agreed to keep what happened between the two of you, between the two of you. Is that how you felt that it went down and what happened there? Yeah. So, you know, that whole week of me setting that precedent, when things did not go the way I thought they were going to go, I felt immense guilt, but I also didn't want to hurt Gabby or, or freak her out and just let her know like, Hey, like, I feel really bad about this because of like, from what I personally, you know, did of me going against what I thought I was going to, you know, do. And, you know, in that moment, like I, 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 you know, I told her, I was like, okay, yes, this, this can be a secret. And the guilt ate at me and thinking that, you know, there's an engagement right around the corner and I'm, I'm holding in a secret. Like, I don't know. That is the scariest thing. That's not who I am as a man. That's not what I want to be and, and hold secrets and, and not give the full truth. So obviously it caused a lot of pain though. And that I don't take away from that. And I, there's, there's several ways it could have gone different. And, and, you know, I, I hope Gabby knows that like the intentions were as, as pure as they could be. And I did not want to hurt her. 
there comes a point in any season of the show where the bachelor or the lead has to kind of start thinking in real world terms. Like, how am I going to explain my actions or what is it going to be like when the person I do pick watches it back? Do you think there was part of you at that point was maybe starting to prioritize Katie and was like, I got to let her know what happened because she is the one or did you were you not thinking like that quite yet? No, I I wasn't thinking like that. And and so much in advance, I'd say, because every moment counts. And I was very adamant about that, that like every conversation, every time you have together, it's you have to live in the moment. And with that, like I I tried to do my best and compartmentalize every relationship separately, because I think that's the the best way um, that like I was, you know, able to just look at each relationship and, and see, you know, what was the best for me. And then also focus on you and, and and all the other relationships. So. And I mean, Katie, is it fair to say you were happy to find out when you did, because then you got to kind of live the rest of your part of the journey, at least knowing everything. And when you accepted a proposal, you were clued in. Cause I think a lot of times the person, yeah. who end up, you know, they find out later and that doesn't always go well. Yeah. Um, I think in the time I was blindsided a little bit, um, not a little bit. I was very blindsided, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, you are obviously friends with Gabby and um, with Ariel and you guys kind of posted an Instagram last week, a little bit solidarity moment. Can you tell me a little bit about what that meant? It was just us showing that us women are there to empower one another as well as uplift and support each other in such a foreign situation. And we just wanted to really show viewers and bachelor nation that we are we are there for each other through the through the hard times and what was your reaction to um gabby's kind of iconic moment getting out of the van last night and saying don't don't do this to katie don't like her stand in the mud um clearly she had you on her mind what were you thinking when you saw that gabby has a heart of gold she actually told me that um right after we finished filming she's like oh my god katie i don't know if they're gonna air this but this is what i did and we were just we were just howling about it and uh we both have each other's back throughout the whole season we we confided in each other and i think even in that episode that final episode you see how much you know i i thought of her as a woman and you know, I even told Zach, I was like, she's an incredible woman. You have a tough decision to make. So yeah, we, I honestly, such amazing friendships out of um, that season. I'm so grateful for. And you think you'll be able to stay friends after everything that went down last night? Oh yeah. We've already had trips together. We've been to Florida. A lot of the girls came to Austin for the premiere and um, me, Gabby, Ariel, Jess, and Mercedes were actually going to Miami at the end of the month. So end of nice. April. Yeah, we're all very tight. Um, Zach, for you, I mean, another point of contention, I feel like that's been brought up a little bit is why didn't you break up with Gabby sooner? I mean, I think you said you, you decided it was definitely going to be Katie during your date. Um, and then it, the way we saw it, Gabby's date was next. Do you have any regrets about not ending things there or... See, that's the uh, the beauty of reality TV and editing. You know, I, I'm just going to, I'm not going to lie about it. Um, you know, I didn't know when I left the uh, the last chance with Gabby. I, I truly didn't know. And it was the moment I saw Katie after. I was like, yeah, this is my wife. Like, there's not a doubt in my mind. Um, but yeah. Um, one thing you guys got to do also that was cool from the beginning was overnight the overnight date, the grocery shopping, just like more things that I feel like are like, real life dates versus always like the bachelor 
fantasy helicopter fun stuff. Do you think <laughs> that that was a good like advantage for you? Because sometimes compatibility ends up being the reason couples don't work out, but you guys got to do some real world stuff together early. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a lot of fun and we enjoyed the more realistic aspects of the date, but I think no matter what we would have done, we still would have had that chemistry, um, whether it was in a helicopter or we were just like digging holes together. I like, <laughs> I know it's a weird thing to say, but like truly like no matter what, we just enjoyed each other's time together and no matter what we were doing, it was in our conversations that meant the most. And that's what built us as strong as we are now. Yeah. Yeah. It built that that trust. And, and we just did real life stuff. Sure, it was followed around by a bunch of cameras, but we kind of felt like it wasn't like that. It felt like it was just you and I. Yeah. Well, I have no cameras for that. <laughs> well, they're always there. Yeah. I would try and like angle myself away from the cameras just so I could like solely focus on him, but it's so hard. There's so many cameras and it's weird. It's yeah. so weird. Well, being the bachelor, it's not easy. And there's always going to be criticism and critiques. And I feel like Zach, you've gotten a little bit of flack for some of the faces you've made maybe during more intense moments or when women were expressing some concerns, there's the face. Um, how do you feel about that feedback and just overall what people have said about the season? I mean, Hey, I, I, I Blame my genetics. I can't hide my emotion. I don't know. I... Yeah, he definitely wears his heart on his sleeve for sure. And I think that's what's also great about you too, is that you can't hide it and you're not faking it. You're not bullshitting anybody. And if he's not feeling it with a woman, he wasn't feeling it. And, yeah. you know, he didn't. Yeah. It's not something I, re I realized in the moment either. Like I, I was alerted of this because of the memes. And I was like, mm -hmm. no way. I don't know how long I've been doing that. Yeah. But I've never had that face with Katie. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, from Katie's perspective, watching it back, <laughs> yeah. your face was pretty much glowing the whole time. <laughs> I couldn't stop smiling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I still can't. <laughs> what are you guys Maybe. most looking forward to about living together? Uh, hands down, just the little things matter. I, I think it's going out to dinners, going on a hike around Austin, <laughs> going to a coffee shop, We've been asked this question a lot, and we always <laughs> joke, and we got made fun of. Like Jesus, just put them in front of a yeah, coffee. Yeah, shop. get them some coffee. <laughs> yeah, guys, how much coffee do you need? But we're we're serious. It's like that's that's what we're looking forward to. I mean, yeah. we have some exciting plans and some trips um, for sure for this year. Uh, Portugal being one of them. Uh, but other than that, just little things. And where did the 2025 wedding date come from? Is that something you really said, or are you just trying to punt it so we don't ask you too many questions about that? <laughs> Funny. No, so, it, you know, the uh, entire show has been very expedited, right? It's it's uh, two and a half months. And, uh, you know, we've been living in, in hiding essentially for the past yeah. five, six months. And everything has been so rushed that it's finally our time to just relax. And yeah. there's some, you know, things that we want to do before, you know, taking that leap. You know, we have the rest of our lives, yeah, yeah. you know, to build a family. Um, to get married, to have a house. So it's like, let's just focus on you and I and us and, and, and the rest will happen. And yeah. it's always flexible. You, you know, it's, yeah. there's nothing contingent. Well, congratulations again. And thank you for answering some, you know, hard questions and um, congrats. And I hope to talk to you guys again soon. Yeah, Thanks, Thank Sarah. you so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast, and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns.